You are listening to the Nutrition Wise Podcast, a fun and positive place to get real-life nutrition information from registered dietitian nutritionists. They bring clarity to today's diet culture in a judgment-free zone. This podcast answers all your burning questions and promotes family nutrition, giving you advice for feeding whoever sits at your table. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nutrition Wise podcast. We took a little break over the summer months and enjoyed some family time, and now we're back with a new series that we're going to be starting this fall, where we're going to be answering some questions that we're getting from our followers and clients and just some of the things that we're seeing on a regular basis while we're working with our clients and within our weekly accountability group. Um, so Lindsay, let's talk about what we're going to chat about today. Okay. So we have a long list of questions, concerns, or topics that we get on a routine basis, but the first one we're getting a lot more recently. So we want to address that first. So we really want to help people who say, you know, I want to eat healthy, but my family is so picky. So Amanda, what would you say to someone who walks through your door? and who says, I just really, I really want to do this with you, but it's just so hard because my family just is not on board. Right. And that's one thing that we really stress with, um, kind of how we help families create some sort of a mealtime strategy is that we don't, we don't want different family members to be eating different meals. We don't want, we don't want the family to be eating separately. Um, but kind of the first thing that I tell people is that um, I I have a picky kid, <laughs> and so we he would pretty much only eat green beans or corn. Those are the two vegetables. So needless to say, there was a couple years where it was green beans and corn, probably three two three nights a week, and that's okay every, every week. Yes, but. He has kind of expanded his horizon since then. We've introduced some new foods, and now he's willing to try more things. So green beans three times a week is better than no no vegetables at all. So sometimes it's going to be maybe a little bit more repetitiveness at first. Um, but one thing, so I, I, I have a client that I'm working with right now, and he is he's a single dad. He has two kids. One, the the 14-year-old daughter is, um, she'll pretty much eat just about anything. Um, but the, uh, the 11-year-old boy is, he's extremely picky. So one thing that we've done is we've sat down with the four of us and kind of talked about meals and involved the kids in the meal planning process. And that is including breakfast. Um, the kids eat school lunch, but we do talk about that as well, but also some snacks and some dinner meals. And just kind of coming up with some ideas where we can try to start introducing a couple of new foods, but also incorporating some of those favorites that are a guaranteed he will eat <laughs> so that we're getting a good variety. We're not going to be eating a ton of processed foods, but that we can still get that variety and slowly kind of um, inter- and start introducing some new foods. And he is, he's very open to that. We've kind of talked about some things that he's willing to try and uh, he's, he's, you know, he's expressed some interest in maybe trying some new foods. They really love getting involved, mm-hmm. honestly. I mean, right. when you're working with a client, it is so helpful if we can encourage the kids to get in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. They love to cook. They love to 
cut up the veggies, stir the dips, help pack a lunch. So getting the kids involved is huge. Right. And that kind of makes them feel like, you know, when, when you've helped prepare the meal, then it's kind of like, yeah, well, I want to eat what I, what, what I, what I work so hard over. Um, so yeah, so definitely getting, getting the kids involved. That's, um, that's kind of step one instead of like, Hey, let's, Mm -hmm. let's talk about some things that, that we want to have for these meals versus, Hey, here's what, here's what we're having. Take it or leave it. And like you mentioned earlier, it is okay to have the same food. Some people mm-hmm. really prefer it. And I mean, I always go back to texture, but if mm-hmm. you have a child who has a texture issue, or if you have one yourself, there are safe foods that mm-hmm. you like. So one thing I usually encourage is like, okay, so let's say we like potatoes, let's just say, or let's say we like green peppers. So when you start with green peppers, let's slice them and test them raw. Then let's saute them in with something else. Let's, I know for you've sometimes you've blended down carrots Uh, and other things. (laughs) It's okay to take one food and try it different ways. Do they like the broccoli raw? Do they prefer it steamed or cooked or maybe roast it with something else? I know your little kiddo loves um, kale Mm -hmm. only in the pasta salad. Only in the kale pasta. (laughs) But I'll eat it. I'll eat it. So it's okay to have the same foods repeatedly. It's fine if they eat green beans all five nights, if that's what they're eating, and slowly try introducing another food. Right, right. And and the other thing with planning some of those family meals is that kids model our behavior. Mm -hmm. So if mom or dad or whoever is eating a separate meal, maybe they're on some sort of a special meal plan or diet, or um, or it's kind of that kind of mentality of, oh, well, we're having, um, you know, we're having steak for dinner. The kids won't eat that. So we're going to make them chicken nuggets, but kids will model our behavior. So if they see us eating our vegetables and eating these balanced meals, that's going to, that's going to become very familiar to them. It's going to become the norm. And eventually they're going to try some of those foods because they see us eating it. But if they're used to always everyone kind of eating a separate meal, that's going to become their norm. And they're not going to be as adventurous because it's, you know, they're going to kind of have the mentality of, oh, well, if I don't like what mom and dad are having, then I can have chicken nuggets or I can have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And they're not kind and here of... here comes the power struggle. Yes. You know, and here comes... And I will say too, you know, it takes a lot for someone to accept a new food. I mean, research has shown up to 20 times before they even will accept it's on the plate. So, you know, don't come in guns blazing with your new food. (laughs) It's okay to put one piece of broccoli on the plate. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, try it over and over and over again. But a couple suggestions. So one might be like a no thank you bite. Um, that has gone over really well in our household. And I, you know, we try not to say eat five pieces or eat this all the time until they get used to it. But just a little no thank you bite is great. With one that worked out really well, but the other one loves a tester section. So we have like those plates from Walmart with like all the different sizes in there in the kids section. And one happens to be a circle and all the rest are square like dividers. So that's the tester section. So typically I can put like a fruit and a vegetable tester in there, or that is where you could put your piece of steak. Mm -hmm. If you guys are having steak for dinner, you don't think the kids are going to eat it. Slice it real thin, put it in there, but don't go, I would say don't go overboard on 
like a huge helping of something, it's just overwhelming. Right. I think then they're just going to, you know, turn up their nose and not want to test it. But it seems less intimidating if it's, you know, a blueberry yeah. <laughs> or like a couple a couple items or you could get fun with it. You could put, you know, a um, like one slice of pepper in there with two blueberries and pretend it's like, a, you know, a wheels and axle or something mm -hmm. and like look at the car, you know, and kind of make it fun. They might like that. Right. And, and yeah, and the whole no thank you bite thing has worked really well at our house too. And like you said, putting just a couple pieces, like I just get little teeny like florets of broccoli and just put two or three on there. And that way it's less intimidating for them. Um, it's not overwhelming when they look at the plate. And then, cause sometimes I've, I've had this happen where mm -hmm. maybe they try one piece and they're like, Oh, that, that was actually pretty good. Well, then they have a couple more pieces that they uh -huh. can continue to eat if they want to. But if not, if, if it's a no thank you, they've tried their one bite and it's no thank you to the rest. Yeah. So that has also worked out really well for my mm -hmm. kids. And, and you can use that no thank you bite or section like we talked about um, earlier with a client at saying, what did you like about that? Mm -hmm. You know, what, what did that taste like? Or what did that feel when you were chewing it? Asking them questions about, like you said, what did you have for lunch today? You know, what was your favorite thing on the plate tonight? Um, what would you change about how we made supper tonight? Because then as they get a little older, they may say, well, I think it needed more flavor or right. pepper or, you know, had too much butter or something. You know, they'll give you some explanation. And that intrigues the family and cooking, and then you can start having conversations at the table. Right, and making some of these changes over time too. So yeah. again, with the same client that I'm working with, he's trying to slowly kind of phase out maybe some of the more, or some of the less healthy snacks, some of those really packaged um, snack cakes, things like that, and very slowly kind of transitioning over to um, some healthier things like some apples with peanut butter or some string cheese. Um, you know, even the, the daughter will eat, um, will eat veggies and hummus. And so, but just slowly phasing mm -hmm. things in and out and not doing a complete overhaul because yeah. that can really stress a kid out too. <laughs> if you completely do a 180 yeah. with everything that's being eaten, it's kind of like, what just happened? Think about how much it stresses us out, right. let alone a child who doesn't have a whole lot of say Mm -hmm. you know, in the grocery list or, or maybe, you know, include them in making your grocery list. Mm -hmm. Take them to the store if you're able right. to get the whole process down and get them mm -hmm. excited about cooking and, and, um, planning their meals out. Right. Right. Asking them, Hey, what, what fruits and vegetables do you want to have around the house mm -hmm. for this week? Yep. What would you be willing to eat? And kind of letting them be part of that meal planning process. And that can really help. Well, if you have more questions, we want to hear them. Like I said, we have a long list already going, but we'll move yours to the top of the pile. <laughs> so um, reach out to us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. Mm -hmm. Send us an email, um, becomenutritionwise at gmail.com. And we can get these questions answered and submit it out here on a podcast for y'all. All right. Thanks for joining us.